Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. And welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello and welcome to episode 282. Yesterday I read an article in the New York Times called The Relentlessness of Modern Parenting and I will put a link to it in the show notes. But basically it's talking, the, the article or the author is talking about modern parenting and how there is an expectation or a pressure or a belief that having your child enrolled in uh, basically everything is the best way to parent. And this is, uh, according to the author, originated in the upper middle class white families. And, but it has spilled over to all socioeconomic and ethnic ethnic groups and levels. And so even the article says, which I wasn't aware of, is that even studies show that even though lower income families can't afford to sign their kids up for private lessons and travel sports teams and everything under the sun, they still subscribe to the belief that this is the best way to parent. However, we're having a backlash from free, uh, what's called free-range parents who don't want to overschedule their kids and don't believe that that is the best way to raise children. And there is uh, not only a homeschooling movement, but a, an unschooling movement, which is I find quite intriguing and quite interesting. But anyway... At the end of the article, uh, the author says, quotes someone who says, uh, on the one hand, I love my work, but the way it's structured in this country where there's not really childcare and there's this sense that something is wrong with you if you aren't with your children every second when you're not at work, it isn't what I think feminists thought they were signing up for. So this talks about, this article really talks about the pressure that's on not just modern parents, but modern women, I would say, uh, where, you know, we were, I know when I was growing up, I was always told I could have it all. I was told that by my parents who truly believed in me and my abilities and had a desire for me to be, find happiness in life or do things that made me feel fulfilled and happy. But I also heard it from society at large, with the rise of the feminist movement. I remember a commercial, uh, I think it was uh, perfume or something. I can bring home the bacon 
fry it up in a pan. So um, maybe it was Stetson or something. I don't remember. But anyway, the message was that as a woman, I could do it all. I didn't have to be a stay-at-home mom or housewife if I didn't choose to be. And I could do whatever I wanted. I could work. I could have a family. I could stay at home. I could do anything. But I think the message that was uh, needed to be uh, shared and wasn't necessarily because movements are all about going, I, I think many times it's about going to an extreme and pushing the envelope. So it's not really, movements aren't necessarily brought about by a desire for balance. So the message was, you can have it all. You can do it all. But the the end of that sentence what should have been just not all at one time. And so moms, I meet moms all the time who have jobs, whether by choice or by need, because life is expensive. And uh, there are many, many two-income households or single moms or even single dads. And the pressure is no different on them than stay-at-home moms, except they have the added pressure of working and all the million opportunities, wonderful opportunities there are to volunteer in their child's classroom each year, to volunteer, not just bring your child to the latest PTA, PTA activity, but to also volunteer and possibly chair that PTA activity. And so there's a lot of encouragement and zest for getting parents involved in school, which I certainly appreciate. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, except when you're being encouraged to say yes to so many things in school, in your children's school, maybe you have more than one child. So you're being encouraged to say yes to multiple things at multiple grade levels in multiple classrooms, maybe multiple schools, and maybe you're working And then maybe you're on the PTA board or the school board and maybe you volunteer and then your child has all their extracurricular activities. And it's just too much. It's just too much. I know I found myself in this trap several years ago. Well, let me say I got myself, I worked my way out of that trap several years ago. I got caught up in the modern relentlessness of parenting or the relentlessness of modern parenting. I always at least worked part-time from the time my first child was born. And now I work more than full-time, but it's because I love what I do. But I've structured myself, my schedule, my work, and my kids' lives in a way that makes it all manageable. It's very full and very uh, on the move a lot, but we do have pockets of downtime and I do have the flexibility. Fortunately, I have the flexibility to work around their schedules often. But I wasn't always like that. I had my kids overscheduled and overcommitted and I was run ragged between work and their commitments and volunteering for everything and I was stressed and I was miserable and I wasn't enjoying it and then I was being short with them and eventually I had to say wait a second what 
what is this madness? I, I had to step out of it for a second and say, what is this madness that I have created for my family? We are a family of five with three active kids, and my kids are complaining about no downtime. They don't want to go to their activities. I'm constantly arguing with them, and I'm miserable because no one's moving fast enough. What the heck am I doing? And so my husband and I at that point took a long, hard look at our schedule and our kids' schedules. And of course, we encouraged them to finish out the school year, or I'm sorry, whatever season they were in or whatever uh, amount of uh, weeks of their activity they were in, whatever it was. But then we really reevaluated with each of them on each individual activity, whether they wanted to continue in it, whether they felt it was something they truly enjoyed and wanted to give up their free time to do or not. And if the answer was no, then we didn't sign them up again. If the answer was a capital yes, then we did sign them up again. And if the answer was, I'm not sure, then we talked about it some more until they got some clarity around whether they wanted to continue in that activity. We pared down all of their schedules to something that is was much more reasonable and much more accomplishable not only for them, but for our family unit. And so if you find yourself in a situation, and I think it it starts, it ramps up quickly. If you're not careful, it can ramp up quickly. First grade, second grade, third grade, you could be running like a mad person from one thing to the next every night of the week and weekends too. So if you find yourself caught in that insanity of modern parenting, I would encourage you to do just what my husband and I did, where you literally write down every single activity every single child is in that you have, and then take a good hard look at it with you and your significant other if you have one, and most importantly with your child, so that you can help your child to get the clarity that they need in order to really learn how and practice discerning what a happy, fulfilled life looks like for them. It's not just about being involved in everything. It's not just about having to have 20 activities so that you can look good on your college applications. We don't need to to operate out of fear. They will be just fine in their lives if they and, and, and even happier in their lives if they are mindfully and intentionally pursuing those things they love and letting go of those things that they don't. Now, I do encourage you to expose them to new activities. The good thing about younger kids is you can expose them to different sports or activities in short bursts. So a lot of uh, young child sports or activities might last six or eight weeks. So that's a short-term commitment to let them give it a try. If they don't like it, they don't have to go back when the the six or eight weeks are over. So I encourage you to expose them to activities, but then really take a hard look at whether they want to continue in those activities after the first try. So that is today's episode. I hope that if you're feeling like a hamster on a wheel in your life, in your parenting, and in your family, 
I hope that I've given you the wake-up call and the gentle nudge that you have needed to reevaluate all of these things that you and your family are involved in. And as always, I'd love to hear from you. One final thing that I want to ask of you is if you are a regular listener and you enjoy this podcast, I would love for you to stop, pause this, and go over to iTunes and leave a review. This is how reviews are how other people have an easier time of finding podcasts that will be enjoyable for them. And I know a lot of you are listening and I don't have a lot of reviews. So if you could really give me two minutes of your time to pop over to iTunes to give me a review, I would deeply appreciate it. That's all for today's episode. Wherever you are in this day, oh, sorry, wherever you are in this world, I hope you make it a very peaceful day for yourself. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to Aaron at Aaron-Taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.